Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who run a four-minute 40. Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode 304. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me are two of the most gorgeous men in the world, T.O. and The Riz. How you guys doing? <laughs> I'm talking about you, Tony. You know. <laughs> No comment. Oh, I cite those glasses. You might need to get them tweaked, but thank you. <laughs> all right. All right. We got a lot to talk about today. Uh, we got the Lions Panthers preview. We're going to do an injury report. We have some Vegas lines, some predictions, a whole lot more. We got a great show lined up. Ready to go there, Riz? Your audio went away, but he said yes, I promise. Let's kick this off and break it down. <laughs> All right, a couple of quick announcements. First, check us out and help us out on Patreon. Very special thanks to Dylan from... Oh, it looks like you did a good one. He did. <laughs> he did, and we couldn't hear him. He worked for, just moments ago you were working, right? All right, we'll keep going. Um, yeah, go on. Of course, the very first owner, Mathis, Brian B. from My Prevail. Um... All the guys. Everybody's hanging out there. Wisco Boiler, one of the funniest guys you'll ever meet. Just ask him. He's got some great memes. Uh, fun, fun stuff. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Hang out with us. Go to the Slack chat, the number one rated Slack chat in the world. It is the most intelligent Lions Slack chat or chat anywhere in the internet as well. So how do you do that? Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. As little as a dollar a month in donations. Not only does that help us go to the Senior Bowl, but it helps us, you know, do all the great stuff that we do. And it gets you the Slack chat. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Give us a like on Facebook. Facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast. Facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast. Instagram, Detroit Lions podcast. And on the Twitter, D-E-T Lions podcast. Go over, follow us right now at D-E-T Lions podcast. That way you can see the Riz with no microphone on. <laughs> you might want to try, check your audio inputs. They probably changed somewhere in Windows. Well, I will. I will absolutely react when you when you say something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Subscribe to us on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast or YouTube.com slash DLP clips. When you don't have the time, we still got the time for you. Nice little clips for you to watch, but uh, the show and a lot of other stuff, uh, a lot of we're doing like, it's kind of like the 12 days of Christmas, Tony. We're releasing mm-hmm. segments from the the 24-hour show for folks because, let's face it, watching for a full 24 hours, it was hard enough to do to watch yeah. that long. Whew, I don't know if anybody's got that kind of heart. Um, <laughs> so we're putting in interesting <laughs> clips with the different things. Uh, you, Dan, and uh, Jim were released right away. Um I wanted to ask you about Carissa Thompson before we started. Maybe I can do it afterwards. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Check it out. Uh, YouTube.com slash Straight Lines Podcast. Good stuff there. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, Pandora, Amazon, all those places. They love us. They got us. They were there. Give us a five-star review. If you can't give us five stars, let us know why in the subreddit, and we'll be happy to change things up to make sure that you can get to a place where you can, in your kindest of hearts, Drop those five stars like Tony did. I did. I did. <laughs> He's like, why are you handing me that? <laughs> <laughs> you can say anything and you hand me this. Uh, just call me a Skype Detroit Lions podcast. All one word. Detroit Lions podcast or calls in the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS. 929-335-4667. Leave us a message. Get a chance to hear yourself on the show. Hey, Riz. Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review this week in Reddit. Oh. Hey, Chris, can I say something to Riz sure. real fast? Sure, sure. On my screen, he's got his little red mute button on. <laughs> so maybe the red mute button in Reddit or in uh, Zoom, Zoom is on. Yeah. But it just flashed. It just popped up just before you hit the uh, bumper. Let me see. I, I can ask to unmute. Nope, that didn't work either. 
Thought I figured that out. Never mind. He turned it off somewhere else while I was muted in Zoom. <laughs> he turned it off somewhere else. Don't worry, Riz. We're professional. <laughs> That seemed like a familiar motion. Um, <laughs> sometimes the video version is a better version to watch. <laughs> all right. You, you keep doing your thing. You can just keep talking. Talk over us. And once you do, we'll all celebrate together, as I promise. And yes. in the meantime, your your machinations will be uh, fun to see. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's get right into it. Um, somewhere along the way, I put all the important things for this. <laughs> Oh, wait, did you mumble? Did you say something, right? All right. All right, let's first start off. Don't forget about the post-game show. We've got the uh, post-game show right after the Lions game. It'll be Sandman and I, as usual, doing our thing. Um, let's start off with a preview of the Lions and uh, Panthers series. There's not a whole lot of history here, Tony. I know you are a uh, longtime Carolina fan. Um, <laughs> grew up in Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I grew up a little north of Charlotte. Let me put it that way. Uh, series history. We first met the Panthers in the darkest oh. days of 1999, ahead of the year 2K bug when everyone was terrified the world was going to fall apart. <laughs> um, we've played each other nine times since then. Uh, last time we met was in 2018. Overall, the Lions record is a whopping. Now, this is an expansion team, right? So you would think that mm -hmm. we would do it pretty three and six. Three and six against the Panthers. Two and one at home and one and five in Carolina. So maybe it's better to be home uh, for this one. Uh, the one win in Carolina we had mm -hmm. was in 1999, the first time we played them. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. They've outscored us 217 to 187, which leaves like an average game score of 24 to 21. So with the extensive history that the two teams have between us, there's a, mm -hmm. not a lot more to talk about. <laughs> There's not a real big <laughs> rivalry here. Um, I remember a game at Ford Field. Gosh, was it during the Schwartz era? There was there was something that happened that gave me a, a bad taste in my mouth about the about the the Panthers, but I can't remember what it was. Nothing like the you Seahawks can't. and their and their chop block on Tyron Walker. I that, 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 <laughs> I will forever despise. I hate Pete Carroll because. Of, Okay, sorry. I'm going to go on a jag here. <laughs> go ahead. By all means. I, I would normally like Pete Carroll as a coach in the whole thing. But I have so little respect for him for what he did at USC. And then when the punishment came, he didn't feel any of the punishment. He's just like, oh, okay, I got I to go. And he took a pro job. And I'm like, this is the cheesiest, most, you know, the worst thing you could do. These kids in, in, in uh, college working, you know, hoping, the, you know, the dream to make the NFL. You hose it up. No bowl games for them, the whole thing. And you 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 pay no price for it at all. That really frustrated me about him. Uh, we lost Riz. Okay. We'll do it this way. You'll be you'll be Riz for a moment, okay? And okay. I'll fix it here in the in the meantime. So anyway, I was not a big fan of Pete Carroll for that reason because I feel like he needs to pay the price for his misdeeds. Am, am I am I a bad person for thinking that way? No, you're no, you're not at all because that was the one thing that surprised me. Reggie Bush paid for his misdeeds, yeah. but you didn't see Pete Carroll pay for those misdeeds. And the funny thing is, there's a great documentary about Pete Carroll's time at USC, uh, thirty for thirty on ESPN called The Trojan War. And it's just outstanding to see how great that program was. And then just to watch it tumble off the side of the cliff after Pete Carroll left. Uh, former Lion, Lawrence Jackson, is just an amazing alumni of USC. And he will tell you stories about how great those teams were, how much talent they had. At some points, he thought that they rivaled an NFL team with the kind of talent they had at USC. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Hey, I, I have to thank Flounderitius. He just hit us with $71 more for St. Nice. Jude. Thank you, sir. Yeah, he's been killing it. He's been just he's been laying it down a couple bucks at a time. We're at, of course we're at seventeen four sixty nine sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> if you've seen the Saint Jude auction, <laughs> you'll see that. Um, uh, let me see if I can get here. Do 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 do. We have a, a number. We have a DeAndre Swift ball. It's at one hundred six mm -hmm. sixty nine right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Okuda ball, we got a, it's a bargain, and, and this is one that I was, was keeping my eye on. I shouldn't have said anything, but it's at thirty six sixty nine. Um, a Galladay uh, color rush jersey seventy eight sixty nine is the bid right now. Everybody, I don't know what it is. Uh, regular Galladay signed jersey eighty one sixty nine. Uh, mini helmet thirty sixty nine, and then the Barry Sanders, of course, a classy guy. His, his, oh, yeah. his lithograph is at 14 even. So there we go. No, no 69 wow. for Barry. That's, 
<laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not, I, I, hmm. It sounds like I, I cursed him. Because <laughs> you know what's going to happen now. Yeah. Somebody's going to put in a bid that's going to end in 69. You know that's coming. <laughs> By the way, I wish Riz was here for this because I am not a huge fan of the Lions color rush jerseys. Mm-mm. I am not. I'm Neither sorry. I am. You know, I've grown to love the throwbacks the, yeah, the, from the yeah, 50s, that yeah, deep, rich yeah. blue, especially the ones Nike did. And I think those are terrific, but still can't get behind the color rush. My son loves them. In fact, he has a Stafford jersey with it, but I can't get behind it. Yeah, that's uh, oh, Riz has an unhappy look on his face. He just came back. This thing better be working. Can you hear me? All right. <laughs> Riz, I was just saying, I'm not a big fan of the Lions color rush jerseys. I, I like the jerseys. I do not like the pants. The pants look like like seventh grade gym class sweatpants. But I, I like everything else about it. I love the the silver jersey. I actually wish it was a little bit more glistening silvery, but uh, I'm, I'm happy with it. Uh, it's too gray for me. That's yeah. that's it's 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 yeah. and the numbers are so hard to see. That's one of the things that I really I really dislike about it too. So I don't know. That's. We can we can find all kinds. I hate of the blue pants more than anything else. The blue pants that they all wear short with the white stripes on the side; those are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Rather they have black. There are definitely more important things to pick on uh, <laughs> this team than there than the jerseys. And let's get into it. Uh, we'll start off, <laughs> uh, Tony. We were talking beforehand the injury report this week on a, on a week where we're playing a team that it feels like we got a real good shot at. Injury report hits, and boy, does this this hamstring our plans. Yeah, no DeAndre Swift because of the concussion that he sustained on, at least it popped up on the injury report on Thursday. There's still a bit of a, a question as to when exactly he was concussed, but he's out. He's in the concussion protocols. Danny Amendola and Kenny Galladay both officially out with hip injuries. Going back to Swift for a second, hey, Riz, if he can't play Sunday and with the quick turnaround three days later on Thanksgiving, there's probably a good shot that Swift doesn't play on Thanksgiving against the Houston Texans either. That's that's a very real possibility because remember to clear concussion protocol you have to practice once without contact and then yep. practice the next day with contact and come up asymptomatic for concussions both days. They're only going to have one practice, one full yep. practice. He'll, he'll be able to do the run through on Monday, but if he's not ready on Tuesday, he won't be ready on Thursday. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yep, yep. Um, um, so there you go. Hey Riz, I think you're talking through the mic on your laptop rather than the mic in your hand. Well, that's that's. No. <laughs> so you can go back to the visuals. I... <laughs> All right, that thing's a piece of dung. <laughs> All right, All I'll right. do my best to uh, to enunciate properly. Oh, you always do. You're, you're a you're a model for all of us. Um, so <laughs> that injury report that 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 looks ugly. Swift not playing, and then not playing, and, and he had just made such a great great impression his injury is a um uh head injury isn't it Do I yeah that? brain injury yeah yeah. Yep. yeah that's no good that's no good. no um oh god i got i got killed with hamstring our plans i shouldn't have said that <laughs> in the chat <laughs> all right and, and did you hit the carolina i was i was doing a little production in the background the carolina injury report yeah, Teddy Bridgewater is questionable, so that's a big one. Uh, Russell Okung is out. Yes. Doubtful to out, so he's not going to play. That's big. And Christian McCaffrey, obviously, he was ruled out earlier in the week. It's now official. He's out as well. So, you know, Stafford's questionable. Bridgewater's questionable. It, you know, we're thinking it might be Stafford versus Bridgewater. It could end up being Chase Daniel versus P.J. Walker on Sunday for your quarterback matchup, which is kind of frightening. It is. And another big injury, their starting right guard, John Miller, is doubtful. He He's unlikely to play um, based on I, I did a Panthers-centric podcast last night, uh, and the guys were very open about it. They don't think Teddy's playing, and they really don't think that Miller is playing. So that's two-fifths of their starting offensive line. Oh, by the way, the two best-fifths of their starting yeah. offensive line will be out. Right, which is just what our defense needs, right? It can't hurt. <laughs> um, uh, just on their injury report, also, um, old friend Tahir Whitehead is questionable with a rib injury. Oh, wow. We were really hoping to see him. We were really hoping to see him. <laughs> I, had, I had forgotten he was with Carolina. Last I remembered, he was with the Oakland Raiders, and, or I'm sorry, he Las was. Vegas Raiders, and yeah. now he's with he, Carolina. 
And, and he's 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 still the same guy. He he will make some plays, but he will let some plays go. Um, they're they're better with him than without him because yeah, they just don't have a lot of depth. So, yeah. all right, yeah. I want I want to ask something of you, Tony. We had this conversation earlier in the week, Riz and I. And, mm-hmm. and now that you're here, you're always good for this sort of thing. We're talking about DeAndre Swift and the mm-hmm. idea that he had some time to grow early this season because he didn't get that many reps. We also talked about um, Kamara. Take almost be on his own kind of a pitch count throughout his career, and he's been able to extend it for a long for a longer period of time than many many running backs. You're seeing, for example, Christian McCaffrey start to break down with the number of reps that he's been as a bell cow, right? Um, yep. you, you've seen it across the across the league, guys taking that wear and tear. Now, of course, the whole thing gets thrown in the toilet because he takes a brain injury, um, <laughs> and, and 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 it wrecks you know the whole theory we had, but. That aside, the fact that he he got to kind of get his preseason early in the season, not take so many reps, not get so much laid upon him, get his confidence kind of in a good spot, keeps him fresh for the second half of the year as well. It seems like a good plan up until the injury report. Yeah, it did. And here's the thing that helped him out as well. He did not necessarily need to walk in and be the man from day one because he had an Adrian Peterson because there was still carry on Johnson. The one thing that that Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn have done well is they have not relied on one back. They have gone with, and I hate to say this phrase, the Patriot way with running backs, which is they churn through two or three, and there's not one, as you called it, bell cow. And I think that really helped DeAndre Swift because it gave him a chance to really take his time to learn the offense, take his time to get used to the NFL game, and now you're starting to see the dividends up until the concussion this week. But I – I like the track he's on at this point. Let me put it that way. And Riz, we talked about it. I mean, had the load been completely and entirely on him, um, those the, the early the, the the Chicago game, right? The pass that he didn't turn around, and he got hit in the, between the shoulder blades with. He he truly <laughs> looked hurt. You know, it, it weighed on him in the moment. You could see yeah. his face. I mean, and it's one thing he's his facial expressions. I don't want to say are transparent, but boy, he, you can read a lot from him from his face. Those kind of things without an opportunity to kind of recover and get his head back could really have been a problem for him. So I think, what do you think? You think the extra time off helped him get his head straight and get into the game as well? Yeah. I just think that not having that level of pressure on him really helps a lot. I think, I think Peterson's presence as a veteran who's been through a lot and who has mentored some other good running backs in the past and willingly does so has been a big asset for DeAndre Swift too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You got Adrian Peterson out there according to Flounder Richards, uh, he's saying, uh, telling reporters that he told coaches what took you so long when he was replaced as the starter. That's that's something, I, you know what? I, that's, I dis- that's completely in character for yeah, AD, yeah. too. Yeah, I intensely <laughs> yeah. disliked him in Minnesota, right? And, and, and <laughs> you see him here in the mentorship he's doing. What a great guy. What a really, really great guy he's, he's turned out to be. And Chris, it's incumbent on the Lions to get him back next year. Yeah. Resign him, get him back. But here's the thing, and my opinion here, if you bring him back and with DeAndre Swift the way it is, I think the writing's on the wall for On Johnson at this point. Maybe you bring him back, but I would think in this offseason, On Johnson probably will be suiting up for another team in 2021. Again, my opinion here. Yeah, well, just I think this is going to be a real important game for On. <laughs> to be honest. This is a chance for him to show out because yep. the Panthers do not stop the run all that well. Um, and there's, I mean, with the, with the pass game devastated with, with Galladay and Amendola out, they're going to want to, they're going to want to replace Amendola's production. And that's going to come from the running backs and that's carry on specifically. And that's, uh, he's got a chance to really make some hay this week. Let's hope he does it. Yeah. Uh, all right. We'll keep going here. Uh, we'll move forward. I want to ask one quick question of Tony though, even though this isn't relevant to this week. Um, we really don't have many cold games left this year. There's the Chicago game in the beginning of December, but otherwise mm-hmm. it's all you know indoors or at home. Um, what about U.S. Bank Stadium at the end of this season? Is the wind chill there going to be as thick and hard <laughs> as it was in the Metrodome? I, it's a key. I think it's a key variable because that game it could be really important for us. Listen, I haven't been to U.S. Bank Stadium, so I'm going to assume that they don't have the same airflow problem that the Metrodome did where you opened a couple of doors and you could feel the wind coming in. (laughs) Here's my question. Where were these NFL schedule makers when I was doing sidelines? Because it seemed like every year there was a game in Chicago or a game in Minnesota or a game in Green Bay in December. 
Every (laughs) single blanking year, I was in Chicago, Green Bay, or Minnesota, freezing my butt off in December. I remember closing every year in Green Bay, it seemed like. Oh, my God. (laughs) The Matt Flynn game was terrible weather. I mean, it was icy. It was cold. It was brutal. And then Nate Burleson shows up without a shirt. Go figure. He just walked out and practiced. Hey, it's great weather. I'm without a shirt. It's like, really, dude? I'm, I'm looking like Nanook of the North, and you're out here without a shirt. No, once once you're cold, though, you're you're just, you're there. You don't have yeah. to worry about it. warming up and cooling off. You're better off just staying cold. And that yeah. way, when I'm wet, like if I, if it's raining out, I don't use an umbrella. I just get wet, and then I'm, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm wet now. I'm, I'm a seal. I'm good. <laughs> By the way, um, Weather in Charlotte this weekend, 67 and cloudy, um, very little chance of rain and low wind. So it's going to be a pretty nice day to play for some football. Yep. Good, good. Hey, is there, what's their field like there? How does that thing hold up? I know Arizona's always had problems with, with, with theirs, but. I haven't heard any issues with yeah. it. Uh, I have been there, but it's been several years. I went to the, whatever bowl game is there. I can't remember. Um, in 2011 was the last time I was there. So it's been a little while. <laughs> Got it. All right, let's talk about some matchups, key matchups. Tony, we'll start with you. What are some of your uh, the, the, the key things to watch for this game? Where do the Lions need to be successful here? First matchup that comes to mind is Curtis Samuel, who is their gadget guy in, in Carolina, likely against the Lions linebackers. They use him to run the ball. They use him to catch the ball over the middle. Uh, Robbie Anderson's another matchup nightmare for the Lions, too, because he's a guy who's doing a lot of possession receiving, and he's a guy who goes over the middle. So the linebackers are going to have to have their heads on swivels, to use the old saying. They're going to have to be better in against the pass this week than they normally are against the run. They've got to be able to control the middle. I don't remember the tight end's name in Carolina, but he's become a favorite target, well, if he doesn't play, Teddy Bridgewater. But <laughs> it, it's going to be an interesting game because, again, Curtis Samuel is that gadget guy, and the Lions are going to have to really watch out for him. He Ran the ball quite a bit, surprisingly, against Tampa Bay, at least in the first half of that game. Sure. So, Riz, now knowing that we have a Hall of Fame linebacker core and, and Tony's talking nothing <laughs> over here. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know where I got that from. Oh, man. <laughs> Those words will never, ever be said again and have never been said before about this team. <laughs> uh, where, where's your key matchups there, Riz? <laughs> um I, I'm looking at whoever is replacing Russell Okung at left tackle is going to have to play against Romeo Okwara, who is hot. He is moved into the top five in the NFL in pressure rate on his rushes. He's not finishing his rushes, but he is indeed creating pressure. Um, and it's just very different. It, it, it kind of depends on who their quarterback is. PJ Walker can run. He's a fun guy. He was he was the best player in the XFL. I loved him at Temple. If he was six foot two, he'd be a starting quarterback in the NFL. But he's generously listed at five ten, and that's why he's not out there a lot. Um, if it's Will Greer, cleats. yeah, <laughs> Will Greer doesn't impress me at all. Um, no. And and the other thing is, so they they also have 2019 draft problems. They spent their second round pick on Greg Little, who will probably start at left tackle. But the fact that they are missing their left tackle, who they went out and got because Little wasn't ready, and they're not committing to Little being the starter, even though they're, they're with injury issues, this is this is a lot about Greg Little. Um, he's not good. So uh, this is a matchup that Romeo has to win. He needs to to finish some sacks. Remember, Trey Flowers isn't on the other side, so it's it's all on Okora to uh, to get some pass rushers. So that's a big one for me. Um, and the other one that I, and I highlighted this in in uh, a piece that I did on Lineswear, the kickers, Matt Prater and Joey Sly are both kickers who are better from fifty than they are from forty to fifty. Now Prater had been in a slump. He thank God busted out of that last weekend and and got us a win, and that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Sly is in a bit of a slump on his own. He is 0 for 4 from beyond 50 yards this year. But last year, he set the NFL record for a rookie for the most kicks over 50 yards. He just, just missed a 65-yarder this year. It was like it almost hit the bottom crossbar. It was that close. Um, He's got a huge leg. Prater needs to be sharp again because uh, I I wasn't so high on Mr. Prater after missing a field goal in four straight games. He proved me wrong. Keep doing it because uh, Sly, is a, he's a bomber, man. He's got a massive leg. If it comes down to a field goal competition in, in what looks like decent conditions, I don't know that Prater has a big big advantage if, if unless he's playing like he did last weekend. Yeah, I was – I, I got to admit it. I was surprised 
by Prater's kick. I, I, I was not confident in that at all. And the fact that he boomed it the way he did, I was, I was like, wow, okay. This is, this is the Matt Prater we know. And you talk about a team that's been spoiled. I, it, no, it, hmm, you know, we had uh, Eddie Murray. <laughs> then we had Eddie Murray was very good for J- a long time. Jason yes, Hansen. And then it was like, hey, yeah, okay, cool. Jason's going to retire. That's okay. Nate Freeze, here we go. And then like, the horror show that, that year was, I, I was like, well, well, well I, I've never seen a bad kicker before. What's going on? And, and it, it cost us how many games, right? That we couldn't kick the ball. Yeah. Two for sure. Yeah. And it was just like, I was stunned. And then we got Prater and it was like, okay, okay, everything's good again. But I'm terrified about what happens after, after Matt Prater. It's it, just like Packers fans should be terrified after Aaron Rodgers because if you talk about regression to the mean, they've got about 50 years of bad quarterback in a head, and I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Back to the Lynn Dickey era when Lynn, Lynn Dickey was far and away their best that they had for like two decades. They went from Bart Starr to, to Brett Favre with nothing. Yeah, I mean, Don, Don Majkowski was, was okay, yeah. and he was probably the best quarterback they had in that that 25 year span between those two. And it's, it's funny because you think about the hatred for the Packers right now uh, amongst lions fans. And um, really, and, and you talked about this, Tony ahead of the, the, the Minnesota game, it, it really should be FTV, you know, the Vikings because they mm-hmm. just dominated us. And then they've been dominating us again. They've by far have a better record against us than the Packers do. The Vi- the Vikings have just had our number forever. Yeah, I remember growing up in the 70s and just hating Minnesota games against the Lions because you just knew the Lions were going to get crushed by the Vikings. And when they went to Metropolitan Stadium, you just knew it was going to be cold, but you knew the Lions were going to lose. It was just, okay, you looked at the schedule, Minnesota, LL, right there. And it happened all during the 70s. And now lately it's happening because, you know, Kirk Cousins seems to play extremely well against the Lions. It's the anti-Monday night thing for him. He doesn't play well on Monday nights except for this Monday night. And then he turns around and he looks like a world beater against the Lions. Oh, by the way, four and five. The Vikings are right back in the playoff race in the NFC, right alongside the Lions. Yeah, it's they an really interesting are. week. We'll talk about that. What this what this week could portend for the the division? Um, yeah, no, that's that's it's um, it's. I, I remember growing up, you know, hating Ahmad Rashad because he played for the, yeah, the Vikings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you gotten over that? Oh, you still do. Okay, mostly. I mean. <laughs> I, I had a nickname for him. I called him the succubus because he would suck the life out of you, the winning play. That was my nickname for Ahmad Rashad. Um, yeah, no, it's interesting. It reminds me that the whole you know FTV versus FTP thing reminds me of Michigan and Michigan State. If you want to get real local to the to Michigan, when I grew up, it had been you know a hundred years of Michigan being the champions, winning hands down. Right, Michigan State was was laughable. Was absolutely just mm-hmm. like laughable. And we've now seen a generation or maybe a generation and a half of people grow up where the, the, the reverse is true, right? Where the big dog Michigan has not won anything and Michigan State has. And Michigan State has put together a good team a number of times yep. when they can play. And it's funny Maryland. because you watch, you watch people now and they're like, you, you have a big bandwagon around Michigan State versus Michigan. Michigan kind of mm-hmm. always carries their their core their base right but the the kind of uh bandwagony piece is all over michigan state right now and i'm like it doesn't make sense like all my life the the whole kind of lead up and and everything i've learned up until about a decade ago was michigan state stinks they don't have bandwagon fans and now everybody's all over them and and i think it's the same kind of thing but with hatred for the vikings versus the packers (laughs) the other weird it's it's very weird that the lions can't beat the vikings that's just they haven't even been close in the Patricia no. era. And even before that, like the Minnesota, to their credit, has been pretty solid for the last decade or so, but not like they're not the Packers. You know? Well, <laughs> w- w- wins at Ford Field have been pretty difficult in the Patricia area there as well. So, I mean, there's there's some things that we should be able to overcome that we're not. Uh, all right. Let's let's. Okay, um, my, my key matchup is Matthew Stafford against his thumb. This is. This is one of those things where I feel like he could injure it worse if he plays. Yeah. But um, it, it, it is so crucial that we have him. I mean, if he's going to miss a game, I guess Carolina of the rest of the season is the one to miss. This is the one where we talked about uh, he could miss a couple weeks with this injury. I guess he was throwing nice in, the, in, in practice. But to exacerbate the injury, 
you, you just you just you write off the season at that point, right? And then and then it's all it's in the books. I um, would say this: um, he is most at in, at risk of injury in handing the ball off, like getting his thumb caught in a chest plate or something like that, or, or having a, a weird exchange, more than he is throwing the football. That's that's going to be the big thing. Taking a snap and for if, me is the one where. I guess he could tuck yeah. it in, but I mean, when you take a snap, right, your your hands are open, much like a receiver, right? You get the the, the thing going, yeah. and and that's where that thumb could get bent back and cause the yeah. The, so my my worry is more that um, in the handing off in the running game, and also if he gets hit um, while he's still has the ball in his hand, you, you can't you just physically can't pinch as hard as you used to, and that's uh, that's gonna that's gonna be an issue. Um, I will say this: the uh, the Texans game is more winnable than this game without Stafford um, on Thanksgiving. Houston's terrible; they, they're 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 really bad. They've only beaten Jacksonville and took them to overtime this, the first time. So that uh, if there is a week for Stafford to miss, it's not this one; it's following this one and then getting the full two weeks off. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if that's why Amendola is sitting right now and why Galladay is sitting. Because I think I think they realize that if they can't win without all of those guys, but like if Stafford's out, you're going to need Galladay and Amendola. Right. If Stafford's in, he can probably beat Carolina without those guys. That's that's my wackadoodle thinking on this whole thing. I'm trying to trying to play the 4D chess here. Um, not that Patricia is doing that, but that's that's my thought of why why Amendola and Galladay are out this week, and why you might see them back next week. But if Stafford gets hurt. They still have a they still have a fair chance to beat Houston even without Stafford. Sure. No one's here to whack your doodle, but that is some crazy thinking. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's talk about some of the keys of the game here. Uh, talk about some of the matchups. Um, Tony, what is it? What's the key focus for this team uh, this week? I'll say for both teams, the running games are going to be critical with the quarterbacks being questionable, and even if Bridgewater and Stafford play, they are not a hundred percent. So if you're the Panthers and you're the Lions, you want to control time of possession, which means you want to run the ball either behind Adrian Peterson or if you're the Panthers behind Mike Davis, who, by the way, is a very good running back. And a guy you have to keep, yeah, you have to keep an eye on him. He's good in the passing game as well as the running game. So to me, whoever controls time of possession, whoever gets their running game going and can run downhill and make that critical yardage, that's the team that's going to win this game. I would favor the Lions in this respect, but that's the one thing I'm looking for. This could be, by the way, guys, a two-and-a-half-hour game if both these teams run the ball as much as I think they're going to do Sunday. Yeah. Oh, that's glorious. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to watch – so the Browns played the Texans last weekend, and their their game was delayed 40 minutes mm-hmm. at the start because they had lightning and hail um, and, and, and inclement weather conditions. That game, because nobody was throwing the ball because there was 30 to 40 mile an hour winds all day, wound up being the first game done, even after the 40 minute delay. Really? You're you're right, Tony. This could be a game like that where because the passing games are going to be limited, you're going to see a lot of running the ball. Um, They also like to throw the ball out of the backfield to Davis, and he's a very good receiver. If he's getting isolated against Jelani Tavai or Christian Jones, we have a problem. If he's isolated against Jamie Collins, we have much less of a problem. So there's going to be a lot of – and Carolina does do a good job of pre-step motioning, setting guys up to to dictate matchups. Let's hope that the Lions are savvy on that and don't get caught where Jelani Tavai has to cover a a running – or God God forbid, Curtis Samuel – in man coverage coming out of the backfield because that ain't gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I will say um, Davis is he's a lot better than people realize. Uh, you hear, oh, McCaffrey's out, we're in good shape. Oh no, no. Um, just anecdotally, fantasy. We we did a, a dynasty league. <laughs> Number one pick overall, I landed. I really hate getting the first pick overall, but I'm like, it's it's obvious. Yes. You take Christian McCaffrey, and off you go. Injured, he was great, and then he's injured right away, right? I'd handcuffed yeah. him and picked up Davis. Davis is scoring just as many points, just as many points as McCaffrey. Uh, he's good. All he's good. year long. So he's the guy absolutely that we have to stop, and that's going to be it's it's going to be a tough one because that guy, he can move, he can play, he can score. So let's see can. Um, I, I'm deathly worried of, of Curtis Samuel on crossing routes um, and, and getting – you know, whether he's coming out of the slot, coming out of the backfield, coming out of wide, and they motion him across, across a trips formation or something like that. The Lions defense loses guys in that all the time. You cannot lose Curtis Samuel because there's not a guy in this defense who can catch him. Yep, yep. They, they've got to be aware of that. They've got to be on top of it. Make tackles after the catch. That's something that Jeff Okuda is great at. 
that's something that nobody else in the secondary is great at. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's going to be uh, uh, one of the one of the matchups. Obviously, is Robbie Anderson against Omani Oruwariye. Yep, it's going to be a big one for me too to watch. Yeah. Um, and, and again, this this is a, this is a situation where I I I really wonder what they're going to do at quarterback if Bridgewater doesn't play because it's it's a very different dynamic if Will Greer plays or if PJ Walker plays. Walker can run. He's got some Kyler Murray to him. He's not obviously low grade Kyler Murray, but um, has th- those sorts of skills. Will Greer is more like ah, I'm trying to think like like Nick Foles, but not as sexy. If that makes any sense, that that's sort of my impression of Will Greer. Mm-hmm. So I kind of hope that they play him, um, which means that they probably won't. But I don't, I don't know. They're an interesting case, you know. I I like their coach. I like Matt Rule. I'm rooting they for him. Too. I hope that it works for him. But they've lost five in a row for a reason, and it goes beyond the injuries that they have. And he, he, he's also learning how to win football games in the NFL as a rookie head coach. And uh, that, that, that's a matchup that I think, as much as we don't like to say that Matt Patricia is a coaching matchup, I think his experience here can help the Lions this, Ooh, this week. I, I disagree. I'm, now, before I disagree, no, I'm going to disagree mm-hmm. first because I'm going to forget. Right. He is a heck of a matchup in the first quarter. He game plans. Uh, he does a great job uh, this year in particular game planning against other teams. He, the defense, the offense have done a great job, and then they just absolutely fall apart because they don't adjust. So yep. he, he, the first, the, the, he's really, really good at that first piece. But once things change on him, he's been he's been um, epically epically. Bad. Here's here's the problem, Chris. If you look at what happened to Carolina last week, Matt Rule had the exact same problem. They were in that game against Tampa Bay in the first half, yeah. and then the yeah. third quarter hit, and everything just went kablooey. And Again, we got two coaches who don't adjust well in the second half that are going to be matching up against each other. One more thing, too. Hey, Riz, if Walker plays, do you wonder if Joe Brady's going to bring more of that LSU playbook into focus? Because absolutely, Walker reminds me a little bit with that mobility, and I'm not comparing him to him, but he does remind me a little bit with his mobility of Burrow, and he could probably operate the LSU playbook better than Will Greer could. Definitely. And some designed rollouts, some bootlegs and things yep. like that. Things to move a rolling pocket to help their, their dilapidated offensive line. Those are certainly much more in play if they have PJ Walker under center. Yep. And, and Brid- Bridgewater, by the way, is not a threat to run even when he's healthy. Right. Um, he, he gets sort of mislabeled that way, but he, he, he's not a runner at all. Well, old Teddy was um, different than new Teddy. Let's, let's be yeah, honest. The, he was more pre, of a pre and post knee <laughs> injury. I mean, if, <laughs> if you saw the knee injury, you're, you're just impressed that he's back on the field because that was freaking nasty. Oh, yeah. Oh. And you know, he after that happened, that. I'm sure he needed help with the pain and he went to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com to take care of that. We call that a segue in the business. Uh, CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. You got insomnia, you got pain, or you got anxiety. You know how to take it, take care of it. You go to CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com, and you can get the relief you want. It has the oil, which is great for all around, uh, you know, like I said, the sleep, the, uh, the, the, the all three of those things. You put a couple drops of the oil under your under your tongue. And uh, off you go, and it's and it's good to go. Yeah, they have the gummies. The gummies I really like. I have to probably thanks. New, two char little gummy squares. Mm. These are the Delta Eight. I'll tell you, this is the difference. There's there's regular CBD, and then there's this stuff with the Delta Eight. <laughs> the regular CBD, if you just want the benefits of the CBD, that's where you go. If you want the benefits of the CBD, and then plus a little something something, why they put the warning label on this? This is how I finally figured out how to <laughs> how to describe this. Legal in all fifty states. It's not it's not weed or anything, but whatever the Delta Eight thing is. They'll probably eventually catch up with them. <laughs> so anyway, there's two kinds, two ways to do it. So if you if you want to keep your brain straight and go to work and you operate heavy equipment, get the standard CBD. If you're looking for something a little more of the chill, the Delta 8 line is, is the stuff for you. Um, the, the creams don't do anything except make you feel better. The, the CBD creams are awesome on muscles. If, you, if you're working out and you have sore muscles, those are the key. My wife's had uh, knots behind her shoulder blade. And a uh, quick couple days, two or three days of the cream, make the pain go away, and then it went away for good. So get you through it. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. They give us a kickback. Got to let you know that. They give us a kickback when you buy something, but it doesn't cost you more. And it's a great way to support the show by taking care of yourself, both physically and mentally. How about that? I'm not segueing out of it. We're going right to Vegas. Uh, let's Mental talk- acuity <laughs> is a good thing, Chris. <laughs> it is. It is, absolutely. I mean, during the workday, I would not recommend... Delta 8. <laughs> no. That's why, I, 
drink my beer. Yeah, after five <laughs> on a vacation week, hey, it's up to you, right? It's a uh, it's, it's five o'clock somewhere. It's almost five o'clock here. <laughs> it's a long week. It's a, for, for many of us, we've got next week off. Um, I, have, I actually have to go in on Monday though now because they just, they just couldn't give it to me. They just couldn't. Tony, you're going to work every day, including Thursday? Yep, I'm working every day. That's and and the reason I do that simply because when I did Lions, I was so used to working Thanksgiving. And if I do it now, I give somebody else the day off. Sure. And yeah. so they can enjoy it with their family. So I have no problem working on Thanksgiving morning. That's I really awesome. don't. I got a good, good on you, mate. I t- I th- <laughs> did I tell you the story about when I was working radio in Detroit Christmas Eve? Yes. <laughs> you know, oh. Riz knows it. Yeah. <laughs> I know it. Yes. <laughs> it was, I think we talked about it at Miller's, too. <laughs> maybe. I was 18. Oh. Oh, the party! <laughs> yeah, I had a party. Yeah, yeah. They weren't cool. Yeah, it was great. I gave yeah. I gave everyone time off, but I found a way to make something out of it. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Vegas. The line, the Vegas has the Lions at minus two, which I mean they're at home, so they should be minus three. But whatever. Okay, so minus two. <laughs> you got the money line with Carolina uh, plus one twelve Lions minus one ten. It's a pretty tight run. And that's old, that's not a lot of action. That that's that's no. them saying, please don't bet on this game because yep. we don't we really don't know. <laughs> we don't know how to take your money on it. Yeah. yeah. And over under a forty seven, which I'm I'm I think I'm firmly in the under on this one. I yeah. don't know, man. Their their defense. Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, another another injury that we didn't bring up, Dante Jackson, who is their best playmaking cornerback. He's not their best cover guy, but he's their best playmaker, is also doubtful with a toe injury. Seems unlikely that he will be at full speed. Not that you need to be at full speed when the Lions have no speed, but I digress. <laughs> they um, need to be at full speed. Yes. <laughs> All the time. Uh, because and uh, that's uh, so so that that lends me that maybe there's a big play to Marvin Hall somewhere in the works. Maybe TJ Hawkinson gets off against uh, against Jeremy Chin, who's a really, really good player, except he can't cover tight ends. It's a very weird thing for, for a safety linebacker hybrid. Um, he's a really good rookie, but he can't cover tight ends. If you watch the Tampa Bay game, you'd know that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Hawkinson has a little bit of an advantage there. So maybe maybe the aerial assault with Stafford, you know, throwing it and, and trying to overcome the loss of, of Swift by using – Air Raid. Quintez Cephas, whoever else is out there. Boy, I would love yeah, to see I, him. I just, I, all right, I'm firmly on the under now. I just, I just remembered our receiving core. <laughs> I would love to see Quintez Cephas grow some hands. I just, I, I need. I, I feel like at this point, it was an absolutely wasted pick. It, it just feels like, and he came in with so much fanfare from Okuda, right? Who, 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 yeah. who bolstered him, and it's just like he's been. A non, a non, a non-issue, and for a team who has so much pain at the wide receiver position and so such a such a dearth of talent, you would you would expect somebody to be able. To, I think KJ Hill would be playing. I'll tell you that much. Uh, I think you could be playing. Yep, the <laughs> drops are frustrating. There's no doubt about it. But I think it's too early yet to say he's a bust. I want to give him one more. I want to give him one more year, and I like some of the things he's brought to the field. So. I'm kind of a fan of Cephas, but yeah. drops are annoying. It, yeah. it, if he had, I mean, I mean, even the hype guy, like if you watched the game last night, DK Metcalf had a, a touchdown pass bounce off his face. Yeah, um, it happens to everybody. Yeah, yeah. and hopefully he get all of his out, <laughs> Mister Cephas. Let's hope so. Uh, all right, let's talk about final outcomes. Let's get a prediction, Tony. Um, what's your prediction here for this game this week? I'm going flat with under because there's so many injuries in this game. We still don't know which quarterback is going to play for either team. But I think if you look at the rosters, the Lions are the better team coming into this game. I think they've got a little more on the ball, no pun intended, than the Panthers do at this point. So put me down for 21-17 Lions over the Panthers. But I, again, I think there's going to be a lot of running in this game. I think there's going to be a quick game. But I think the Lions have the edge on this one. Usually I would take the Panthers because they're home. This time i got to take the Lions. All right, there you go. Uh, Riz, why why is Tony wrong? And explain why you have that. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, like Tony's Tony's on the ball here, man. I, he, he said basically what I wanted to say. Uh, I do Thank think you. I do think that, that Carolina, I, I don't want to sell them short because they do still have some ability. But I'll say this. This is a game for the Lions offensive line to win the game. Yeah. And they do have a good matchup here. 
I know, I know there's a lot of Lions fans out there that, that envy Brian Burns. He ain't beating Taylor Decker. That's just not, that's not his style. Um, Decker, he's a one note pass rusher. Decker's going to take care of that. They're going to run behind him. They're going to cut behind him as, as teams have done very successfully against Burns all year. Adrian Peterson's going to get it rolling. He's going to get 80 yards on 18 carries and get a touchdown and the Lions will win 22 to 17. Ooh, there you go. All right. I'm also going with the Lions, and um, I'm going to flip the script a little bit. Um, there's a reason the Lions are going to win. It's going to be a close game, uh, but this is a real stinker of the game. This is nobody's game of the week. This isn't Vegas's game of the week. This isn't Fox's game of the week. If they had, if they could get the high school, the local Charlotte high school announcers to do this one, they would do that for, the, for this game right now. And these are the games where no one's watching that the Lions win. You put them on the big stage, and they <laughs> wilt in the lights every dang time. Um, the scary part, and, and we'll talk about it with some of the other games, a win this week puts us in a really, really unique position in the, in the division. So that does give yep. us a little bit of opportunity to wilt. I think it's going to be the Lions, though. Uh, flipping the average score, 24-21 Lions, still on, you know, securely in the under. And uh, but walking away with Carolina with uh, from with from Carolina with a win a five and five record maybe still the same record as the New England Patriots. That'd be nice. <laughs> oh, by the way, we get Chris Spielman on the call this week, so that'll be fun. Oh, there you go. That's that's actually better than I thought we were yes. going to get. Chris is a yep. good guy. Tony, you and him go way back. Uh sort of. Yeah. <laughs> he played. Yeah. He played in your hometown. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Tony, Tony warned me about his yes, internet. Yes, he did. He's very good in <laughs> Buffalo, too. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, really quick. I'm uh, going to do St. Jude. Don't forget about St. Jude. stjude.org slash DLP. Uh, you saw Flounder Richard's Give. We're still running that. Also, head to auction.detroitlionspodcast.com. we got a bunch of items on there and uh, a lot of really, really great stuff. More to come uh, starting tomorrow morning and through the weekend. You're going to see a lot of things go up there. Uh, this goes through December 18th. There's great Lions gear, uh, signed memorabilia, certificates of authenticity, all that stuff with it. All great, great stuff. So please check it out. Um, I've got to get over to Wayne's house this weekend to get his ball so we can get that up there. Uh, get up, Maybe pick up some wild wings. <laughs> Look at you hanging out with Wayne Fonts all casually dropping that in here. <laughs> I told Tony, this over behind the Buffalo Wild Wings, so I got to go by. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then also don't forget about fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com and amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. Both great ways to support the show by doing important things. Very, very important things that you're going to do. Anyway. In the face of a lockdown and struggles everywhere, go to Amazon at amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. I don't know. I try to make it a emotional pro. It, what, what's the uh, a suspense-filled drama moment, but it's everyone's had enough of 2020. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> quick rundown on the rest of the games in the division, and this is where I think it makes things interesting. You've got the 5-5 five and five Bears with a bye this week. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the Vikings uh, with the same record as the Lions, 4-5 and five right now, playing Dallas uh, at home. And yeah. So here you could have the Bears, the Vikings, and the Lions all tied up at five and five. And as Tony said, all playoff contenders. I mean, this meaningful game in December thing. Ugh, it becomes it's really happen. Yeah. It, it's 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 right there for the taking. It really is. You have to win this one though in order to make that happen. Yep. Um I I feel very good about them beating Houston on, on Thanksgiving. Um but uh that that that's six and five guys. So that even if you lose the next two after that, you're still playing meaningful games in December. As long as there's yep. no red flags thrown um, on a four set run on Thanksgiving, <laughs> I think we got that game. Oh. That still burns. Still burns. Oh, by the way, the Packers could lose this weekend too. They're playing at the Colts. The Colts yeah. are yeah. a very well rounded football team that can give Aaron Rodgers some issues. So yeah. uh, if you, if you're looking to root for someone, root for the the horseshoe. Yeah, let, let, let them give it to him. All right, so there you go. Uh, that's that's the way the the division lines up. This is crazy because you, you're right, Riz. We walk out six and five, and then have a long time because we got the Thanksgiving game. You got that extended time to heal up before your next game um, against the Bears at the Bears. Oh, that's, that's going to be the test. If we if we do pull away with these two games, it's a good one. That is going to be the test. They could win four in a row. <laughs> 
Uh, can you imagine coming away from seven, seven and five? The, the, and then still wanting to fire Patricia as I would. Yeah, um, yeah that's going to be a tough sell for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, don't worry, you're following that, that, that up with the Packers, <laughs> Titans, and Bucks. So <laughs> right now we're still just imagining, right? <laughs> All right. With that, gentlemen, I thank you for your wonderful insights, your brilliant humor, and your ability to make me look competent. Without you guys, none of this would ever be able to, to pull off. So thank you very much. Uh, remember, folks, this show needs your involvement. Use the comments in the subreddit to give us your feedback. And don't forget about us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. As little as a dollar a month or send your full paycheck. It's all good. As much as you want to send. Uh, we'll get you into the Slack chat. You can hang out with the smartest, most intelligent chatters in the world. Not that you have to agree with them. You can disagree. Just We all do it in a friendly and wonderful way. Uh, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, Instagram, Detroit Lions podcast, and on the Twitter machine, you got it this time, Riz, at DET Lions podcast, DET Lions podcast, the best place to see Riz. With, with no pants or microphone. <laughs> 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 with no pants and an oversized microphone. All right, give us a call to Skype Detroit Lions podcast. All one word. I made him go. Hey, look, he's turning red. <laughs> I drink to that. All one word. Or call us on the Lions line at 929-33-4667. Be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we can pop our magic microphones in your ears automatically thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time on the detroit lions podcast remember no pants no toasters no hot tubs no problems babe because we're your detroit lions and reddit connection final seconds winding down and look at that how big is that chris and case out of time Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over.